Today's episode has been brought to you by Red Sounding by Winfield H. Strunk III. Terror knows no boundaries, especially when brothers must fight their own to survive. The crew of K-389 cannot face the horrific, unnatural truth. Blood-drained bodies, crewmates stricken with rabid madness, and shared dreams of a red-headed woman all providing glaring clues. The longer the command seeks an orthodox explanation, the deeper the crew descends into chaos. Only when Mikhail Koryavin survives a vampire attack that he does put the pieces together, he must recruit brave believers to save their ship. As the crew dwindles and the vampire ranks swell, questions more dangerous arise. Who accepts an invitation to join the undead? Who feasts on his brothers in arms without remorse? What will they do with a submarine armed for Armageddon? You can find Red Sounding and other books by Valhalla Books on Amazon.com or you can go to ValhallaBooks.com. You're listening to the Savannah Zombie Podcast. Podcast author Josh Vasquez. That's me. Sorry for the bumpiness there. Pulling out of my driveway. Uh, it's a bright and dark uh, Tuesday morning for me. Um, I totally botched the intro. So uh, we could go back and redo it. But I'm not. Anyways, uh, so thanks for listening. Longtime listeners are aware of all the hiccups that come with the show. All the, all the, the goofs in the, just straight up unprofessionalism uh, on my part, uh, but that's, that's how I roll, man. There's a lot of more polished podcasts out there you could listen to, and I'm sure you do, <laughs> but this isn't one of them. Uh, but anyway, this is a podcast where I talk about all kinds of things, it talks about books and, and writing and, and nerdy stuff. Most of the time it's nerdy stuff, I just use this as my vehicle to get them get some things off my chest you know um like today's episode for example uh we'll be talking a little bit about storytelling uh but we'll be uh digging into i guess a little bit uh a little bit of the past you know a little bit of the past me and uh i think one of the things that has uh helped me grow as a storyteller i guess i would say um for people that say things anyways um Hey, welcome. Thanks for listening. Glad to, glad, glad you're back. I'm going to take a sip of coffee. If you have coffee, you can take a sip of it now. Now would be a good time. Um, maybe some other beverage that you're sipping on as you listen to this. Um, let's, sip, let's sip together. Right? Mm, a little bit hotter than I was expecting, but yeah, yeah that's good. Uh, all right, intro music. Get out of here. What are you doing? Still on the show. Uh, who's in charge here? Oh, wait, that's me. That's me. Um, anyways, hey, how's it going? Today I am drinking, uh, some uh, espresso made from my mocha pot, uh, which is a great little, uh, tool, uh, for making coffee. Uh, it's one of my favorite ways to do it. Um, and it's pretty tasty. It's a good, uh, good little cup of espresso here. I'm just drinking it black today. I'm trying to cut out the creamer as much as I can. Um, trying to reserve it for the weekends, maybe, but, uh, I actually have cut back on my coffee intake, 
as you all have known from listening, I've been drinking them Bang Energy drinks for the past couple weeks. Uh, but I did not make it to the store with my wife this weekend. Um, she went by herself, and I didn't want her to have to worry about getting, you know, certain flavors and stuff like that. So it's all good. I got coffee, and coffee's got me. Anyways, uh, so let's see. Uh, just up top, just a reminder if you're just tuning in, um, Valhalla Books, uh, the publisher that I work with, they have released um, one, two, three, four, really five books within like the last month, um, starting uh, Labor Day weekend with author John Stamp's uh, Shattered Circle series, uh, I guess it's the Jackson Cole novel series, um, which is kind of a supernatural thriller crime uh, I think Adam described it as urban fantasy, I believe. Um, so those came out around Labor Day. There's two of those. There's uh, Shattered Circle and Inquisitor. Um, and uh, there's the first two books in that series. Uh, and then this October, uh, we've had the release of, uh, a re-release, I should say, of Red Sounding by Whitfield Strunk Third. And, uh, basically, basic premise is vampires on a Russian USSR. I always, I always <laughs> get my S's, there's too many S's. Um, USSR, uh, submarine, Soviet. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't say Soviet. Um, sorry for butchering these, but... Uh, so his book came out, and then Ryan Dunn, uh, who is a local, um, he's a local, uh, goose, uh, goose, <laughs> hey, alright, we're going on one of those goose tours, let's check out all these geese, yeah, look at all those chickens, um, ghost tour, um, so he owns a ghost tour, uh, company here in Savannah, he's written several books about, uh, his, uh, ghost, ghostly adventures, and uh, now he's written a book of uh, dark poetry and dark song lyrics um, and uh, some illustrations, I believe, done by himself. Um, and that is called The Midnight Collection, and it is also available from Valhalla Books. And then last but not least, uh, Adam Messer, a uh, fellow uh, co-publisher with uh, Valhalla Books, has released the third book in his Savannah Vampire series. Uh, Blood Thrasher 3, The Dead, and The Damned. So you can get all three books of his. Uh, you can buy them individually, and you can all buy them in a bundle, which I do believe if you buy them in the bundle, they are cheaper. Um, so uh, if you have, if you, I mean, if we got all kinds of books coming out now. Um, so we came really strong, I think, with like the horror genre this year. With me releasing, uh, I guess really going back to Mark Allen Gunnell's book in the beginning of the year to be kind of a haunted uh, apartment story, not a not an apartment uh, haunted goat house story. I'm just all over my words. I need to drink some more coffee. Um, and then with uh, my zombie books being republished in the spring, and then finally getting my third one out. Uh, a new daybreak, uh, which I've been talking about for years now, here, and uh, Adam getting his 
first two uh, vampire books back out and then finally finishing up the trilogy this fall plus all the other books I just mentioned like we really I feel like we hit the the horror genre pretty strong and I know um, both me and Adam have sci-fi projects that we're uh, working on he's a little bit further ahead I believe he was uh, he was um, releasing it chapter by chapter uh, on the patreon uh, so if you go to the Valhalla Books Patreon, um, it might be just Adam Messer. I, I actually don't know off the top of my head. Um, but uh, you can get a, a kind of a glimpse at that. But both of those science fiction projects will come out next year. Um, of course, continuing uh, our, our both our respective vampire and uh, zombie series. So we've got a lot of stuff coming out. We've actually got a uh, kind of a Western coming out as well next year with author Bobby Nash, which is pretty exciting, which is a continuation of the short story in um, Valhalla Books' anthology, The Devil's Do, of which I wrote a short story in, um, and a lot of other people wrote short stories in. So Bobby's actually continuing the, the, the world that he started in that short story. So that'd be exciting. Uh, plus, I know our, our other authors are all working on things as well. So, if you like books, if you like horror, you like sci-fi, you like kind of the spooky uh, stuff that takes itself not so seriously. Um, oh, and I forgot one more release. Um, that <laughs> it, it, It's mine. That's, it's funny that I forgot my own stuff. Um, let me take a sip of coffee real quick. You know, normally when you have a podcast, you have a co-host. And uh, when the co-host is talking, that's when you take uh, a sip of your coffee. But I have no co-host here. So it's just me warning you, hey, that slurping you here, that's me drinking coffee, getting caffeinated for the work day. Woohoo! Everybody's just so excited about work. <laughs> it's just it's just a real vibe, you know? Like, my job uh, allows me to go to a lot of different businesses and... Um, see how different businesses are run and it's pretty much uh universal that uh people hate working right now <laughs> uh it's good times it's good times um anyways so yeah uh i had kind of a brief conversation uh with adam yesterday and it was something that i was thinking about throughout the day um and I know I mentioned it a couple times on, on here, uh, but I'm going to shelve uh, book four in the Savannah Zombie uh, novel series until next spring. Um, just continue up the tradition of spring. Now I know that's uh, kind of missing out on this October, but um, to be honest with you, October snuck up on me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, I've got plenty of time in September to <clears throat> knock this thing out and then like October started and I was like all right I got I could do this 30 days could do some NaNoWriMo stuff and um guys it's the freaking middle of October where did the first two weeks of this month go oh my goodness and the crazy thing is uh for like the past two weeks I've had somebody like riding with me on my route so I've had help and I've gotten off early what have I done <laughs> Uh, but anyways, uh, I'm going to be, uh, yeah, shelving that project, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and start diving into uh, relaunching the North Pole Zombie series. Uh, so basically, I'm relaunching everything with Valhalla Books. Um, if you have a copy of North Pole Zombie still, 
it's a collector's item, especially if it's a paperback. Um, and because uh, it's not there anymore, uh, I think you can only buy paperbacks, all of my old versions of my books, from like those weird third-party sellers that buy paperback books and then sell them for more money than what Amazon is selling them. I've never quite understood stood that, but um, it's a thing. It's a thing that happens. Uh, so anyways, yeah, if you have one of those, uh, it's about to be redone. Uh, I'm not going to do like a, uh, like a director's cut or fancy version like I did for, um, the Savannah zombie series. Uh, just going to be just a straight up relaunch. Um, it's got a, a sweet new cover, uh, made by, uh, Jeffrey Hayes of Plasma Fire Graphics, uh, who has, um, teamed up with us on some recent covers so if you go and you look at uh john stamps covers for the jackson cole novels both shattered circle and acquisitor uh jeff did both of those and they look great he also did the the new cover for red sounding uh which does a great job of just kind of conveying what's going on there um i really like it uh it looks really good and uh yeah, so uh, I will say about the cover, um, it's what I originally had in mind uh, for the cover, basically, kind of the vibe I was going for, and Jeff just, uh, I think me describing it to him, like, I think he got kind of excited about it, because he was uh, kind of saying that, you know, he had some stuff going on, I was like, hey, that's fine, I know it's kind of last minute, I mean, it is October, um, I was kind of hoping to do this, like, at the end of November, um, and like the more I kept describing, he's like, okay, okay, well, what about if we do this? I could do this to like kind of make it, you know, uh, in a time crunch and all that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that, that works. And then next thing I know, it's like, hey, here's a screenshot of what I got so far. I'm like, dude, it's amazing. Um, I'm excited about it. I can't wait to show y'all. Um, it's not quite there yet. I got to finish up some stuff for the, the paperback version of it. Um, but going to be relaunching, uh, 100% North Pole Zombies, uh, book one in, uh, in that series. I'll probably go for the, uh, the Black Friday release again, uh, since that's, uh, Black Friday does play a place, uh, play a part in, uh, the story. So, uh, yeah, so that'll be coming out in November. And then I talked about, uh, with Adam, uh, about getting the second book out, uh, which is, um, North Pole Zombies, Mrs. Claus Strikes Back, um, which uh, is the continuation of the story, which I was never able to get out the first time. And uh, so here's the thing about North Pole Zombies. It, it's like my favorite. Like, I know I only have like two series, but like I got a couple other short stories and whatnot. Uh, but it's my favorite because it's, it's kind of dumb and it's funny and it's got zombies in it. It's like everything is all the things that I like, you know? <laughs> and... Uh, as far as like performance like it got you know it got a handful of reviews and stuff like that and definitely got some uh, it you know some buys and all that and i think i put the ebook at like 99 cents because it was just a short story um but yeah never really like caught any traction and it is because it's a christmas story it's like kind of one of those like hard to market during the rest of the year um but uh yeah i really i really like the story i'm excited about where it's going because i have like the whole thing uh for the most well i've got books one and two well obviously book one because i finished that one but got book two uh like planned out and everything and i've got some of it where i started writing 
Um, now, book three is, is still kind of, uh, like, I've got the general idea, but it kind of one of those things as you're writing, even me, like, being more of a plotter uh, with planning my, my stuff out, it is, uh, yeah, sometimes you surprise yourself when you're like, oh, I didn't, you know, I was planning on the story going here, but it's actually, it seems like it's going more this direction, uh, which is always cool. Um, so I'm kind of, you know, I'm definitely more of a plotter, but, um, you know, sometimes you got to take your pants off, you know, just, <laughs> um, and, uh, oh no, my phone driving hands-free, uh, got my headset on like usual as per the state laws here in Georgia. Uh, but I also am holding my coffee. I put it in a mug this morning, which is just, you know, just a, a chaotic, you know, on my part of, you know, your truck's already bumpy enough. Um, you're going to drive with the open mug of coffee. Yes, yes, I am. Um, which brings us to today's spot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no sponsor today. Except for, uh, you know, the ones I put at the beginning of the show. And I appreciate you listening to those ads. Um, the Valhalla book ones, uh, those are just me. And those aren't paid ads. Those are just me helping out uh, my fellow uh, my fellow authors in our, in our little publishing house. Um, and uh, But the ones for Anchor, um, you guys know. You guys, if long-time listeners know. Uh, I love me some Anchor. Um, so... Uh, I do appreciate you listening to those ads um, because it does help out the podcast just a little bit. It gives me, throw me a couple of shekels every now and then, which is nice. Not sure where to take these shekels, um, but, uh, you know, I'm sure they're worth something. <laughs> uh, anyways, all right, let's get to today's topic. I've been, I uh, feel like I've been meandering on in the beginning of the episode, which is like not the time you want to meander on uh, for meandering. <laughs> keep saying that that stupid word um but uh yeah so you know you want to you want to catch people's attention in the beginning you want you want to you want to grab them um but uh i don't feel like i've been doing that anyways let's get to today's topic show so i know it's october and i know october i do spooky things i will plan on doing spooky things um this week but this idea kind of just came to me like last night um which i'll explain why uh but today uh the game Back for Blood comes out, and it is kind of like the spiritual successor to uh, Left 4 Dead. It's made by the same developer, and um, the game drops today. I've, I've already pre-installed it because it's already on Game Pass. I'm not sure how that works, um, but uh, yeah, it's already on Game Pass. I pre-installed it, so it should be ready to go, and I'll play some of that probably, I probably won't get a chance to until at least Thursday night, so I might do a little special episode this, uh, this week talking about, talking about that game, maybe a little Left 4 Dead nostalgia, you know, so I might do that on, on Friday after I've had a chance to play it, so, anyways, but last night, I wasn't playing Left 4 Dead, I wasn't playing Black for Blood, because it wasn't out yet, um, I was playing, uh, a little, little game that's very near, dear to my heart, called Pokemon Red, and, um, so I started playing this, um, maybe a little while ago, but I just picked it back up, like, this weekend. And, uh, Pokemon Red was the first Pokemon game that I had. Now, the first one I played, first one I played was a blue version that I borrowed from my friend, which he very, very thoroughly told me not to save over his game. 
I'm like, yeah, of course. Obviously, I don't want to waste all your progress. So I borrow the game and I play it for like two hours and I make, <laughs> I make it to like pretty much Viridian City. And I'm like, man, I played for two hours. I got to be so far into this game. I don't think he'll be mad if I save it. So <laughs> I saved over this man's game and he had like every Pokemon like and all sorts of stuff. And he was very sad with me. And um, I don't think our friendship ever truly recovered from that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it wasn't like, like he was like mad, but like, this is, I, I want to say how old were we? Like third, fourth grade, maybe. So it's like right on that cusp of like, uh, older boyhood, you know, you're not quite a teenager yet. You're not quite a preteen yet. So like when things upset you, um, you still want to cry. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I won't name them because, uh, you know, but yeah, there was definitely some tears shed. And, you know, now having played this game and having so much of a fondness for it, those are those are tears deserved. You know, like that's that's a legitimate reaction to someone saving over your game, especially when they literally just made it to the next town. And they're like, I don't know, dude, it's pretty far. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so that's yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, I'm trying to think of like the equivalent in like other games. It's like playing like Super Mario World and making it to the first go ha first ghost house. You're like, I don't know, dude, it's pretty far. I gotta save the game. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, <laughs> it's, it's pretty bad, anyways. But uh, so, and the funny thing about it is, I bought the playthrough book, like the game guide, because. This is pre, I mean, internet's out, but this is pre go on the internet and find a walkthrough for any game or, you know, watch a YouTube video or a Let's Play or anything. Like, they sold actual books with images from the game and advice on what to do. Um, and I bought one of those before I even bought the game um, just because we were at Barnes & Noble. I was allowed to get one book, and I was like, I want to get this book. And I probably read that thing cover to cover man several times before I even dived into the game um, and I want to say the first time I played through I picked Bulbasaur uh, Bulbasaur um, I think Bulbasaur is my favorite of the Gen 1 starters but I always go with Charizard or Charmander from now on it pretty much uh, and uh, which I know it's kind of like the, the harder the harder play especially in the beginning because um your first two gyms are like not your fire is not effective against them <laughs> um, which is not good and the second one's super effective against fire um, so you got to have yourself some some decent you got to have yourself a decent team um, which is what I was originally doing when I was playing this version um, I was I was doing the grind man and I looked at it and I looked at the time of how I've been playing and I was like three hours into this just straight up grinding this team trying to get it ready for the first gym because there's really nothing that's type effective against this first this first gym in the wild um and if you don't understand the po the mechanics of pokemon i'm just i like i can't stop and explain everything um so maybe this episode's not for you catch you next time <laughs> see you later <laughs> 
Josh, your 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 uh, listeners just plummeted. What's going on? Oh, I just told them to get out of here. <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, but like you, you know how it is. If you have like that one game that you just like obsess and nerd over, like this is probably my one game. Um, as much as I love zombie games, as much as I love, you know, like other, uh, stuff like that, you know, I talk about Minecraft lately, like, Pokemon has probably been the one game that I can always return to and been like, yes, this is, this is, this is my thing. Um, even like the later, uh, the later versions, I, I played every version, like, pretty much like success, not successfully as they came out, I don't, I don't know what word I'm looking for there, um, up until black and white, and then I think after that, I was definitely into my adulthood, and it was like, not that I didn't want to play the games, I think it was a combination of not having the system to play those games, and the time to play those games, you know, so... But anyways, um, yeah, so I had that, like, uh, walkthrough, read it cover to cover, and, like, I knew, like, the, the, the story of, like, the first game, which it's pretty, pretty story-light, um, which if you know me, I like, I like story-light games that, uh, kind of, uh, allow you to use your imagination to fill in some of the holes, um, which I feel like Pokemon does a great job, and if you pronounce it Pokemon, hey, that's fine, um, it's one of those things, I've always pronounced it Pokemon, uh, I probably will never pronounce it Pokemon, um, uh, just because it's ingrained in my brain that way, I'm old, I'm set in my ways, you can't teach this dog any new tricks, I promise, um, <laughs> Josh, you're only 33, I'm about to be 34, okay, leave me alone, um, I'm 34-year-old talking about Pokemon. Hooray. My wife is thrilled. <laughs> Which, I mean, honestly, at this point, like, she's aware of it. She knows. She knows I'm a big nerd. Uh, she still rolls her eyes, which is like, you knew this. You you married me and knew this. Um, but, uh... Yeah. So anyways, I've been replaying it, and I've uh, been replaying it actually on uh, an emulator. I bought a uh, cheap Android phone, and I say cheap, it was about $50. Um, and basically kind of just turned it into my uh, my retro, re bleh, retro emulator device. Um, which, you know, emulator's kind of a, a gray area as far as video games. Um, I feel like I've also spent plenty of money on Pokemon over the years. Um, I still have my original cartridges. They're up in uh, up in the attic in in a box for safekeeping with other childhood treasures that I have. And um, let's see. So yeah, but I've been playing through Red, um, and I started out doing the grind, like I said, and I was like three hours in, and I wasn't even I haven't even fought the first gym battle yet, and I was like, you know what, man, I doing the grind and stuff like it is fun like i do like that and i picked charmander again i like the the challenge of it but it was kind of like i was like dude i'm like three hours in man and i haven't gotten anywhere yet um so uh, i was like you know what i'm gonna use some cheat codes um i'm because the emulator uh that i use has got basically game shark kind of built into it so just i just looked it up man i just looked up the codes on the internet and i found the ones i wanted um 
and uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it's been it's been a lot of fun since. Uh, I've also found there's like a like a fast forward uh, feature on there, like you can uh, double the speed of what you're playing and everything. Um, so that made getting through Mount Moon a lot more <laughs> tolerable uh, instead of beating off Zubats with the stick constantly. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm like all the way. I just beat Misty last night, which is funny because like I was like three hours and I hadn't even beat uh, uh, the first gym Brock yet. Um, and now it's like I'm all the way past past Misty and I've really just been playing <laughs> like these past couple of days. So, and one of the, the reasons I use uh, uh, cheat codes, because uh, I don't use them all the time when I play, obviously, most games don't even have them anymore, which is the thing I miss about games, uh, especially like the in-game like cheats, like where you could like put it in, like somewhere like Tony Hawk, um, or like just different unlockable stuff, um, rather than having to pay to basically unlock things. Uh, I wish some game developer would, would do that again, but like, hey, rather than paying us to unplay, or unlock these things why don't you just beat all these progressions or these different achievements and we'll give you stuff kind of like battle pass except you don't pay for it it's just you pay the game one time although I don't really have uh, um, an issue with I know this is a tangent but uh, I don't really have an issue with the battle pass uh, system most of the time uh, because you get a bunch of stuff for it so like for example Fortnite um, like you get like skins you get harvesting tools you get like music wallpapers and stuff like that some of it it's whatever some of them are skins you don't really care about um, but some of them are cool plus it's nice just to have um, uh, plus the progression system I think is what always kind of sucks me in to going back to Fortnite it's like oh I gotta I can unlock all these things I just gotta do these challenges and stuff like that um, but yeah, I wish they would do something like that in games again. Not so much the battle pass, but like, hey, unlockable hidden features and stuff like that. Uh, which is another reason I love uh, playing this this first gen, and uh, not because like I'm like only care about like first gen and all that, uh, but it's 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 really glitchy and there's like in-game stuff that you can like do um to like um uh, multiply like items and stuff like that and uh, catching like uh, glitch pokemon uh, if you name your so most people know that if you surf off of uh either cinnabar or seafoam islands the coast like right on where the coast meets the water um most people know that as like the multiplying the item code which you got to go talk to somebody and then fly down there and then surf to wherever um most people know about that but um and most people know that if you when you do that sometimes you'll encounter uh just a kind of a glitch a broken piece of code called a uh, missing number um it was kind of just a stand-in thing that the programmers used but basically just that that's a way of finding that um don't catch it and save it because it will delete your game. Um, but uh, every now and then, uh, level 100 Pokemon will show up there as well, and it's one of those things that kind of people just think it's it's random. Um, but if you name your character, 
your uh, when you're naming your character certain things, different names give you different Pokemon. Uh, I remember that from back in the day, and uh, it's one of the reasons why I, uh, even though I will normally name my character after the color of the game I'm playing. Uh, so, for example, I would normally name uh, my character Red um, when I play Gen One on the like. Now, when I play Fire Red, I, I call him Red because the glitch isn't there anymore. But when I play the original Red, I definitely call him Josh, which is my name, which works out um, because when you do that, um, you will find a level 100 Mewtwo uh, when you surf that coast. Um, so that's always fun to have. Never as strong as like a trained one. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's a level 100 Mewtwo. You can't turn those down, man. That's free real estate. But, anyways, I've been having a blast playing this. Um, it's, uh, really rejuvenated some childhood memories. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was good stuff, man. And, um, I think Pokemon is, like, one of those games, uh, especially, I think, the, the earlier ones, too, just because they aren't as story heavy and there's not as like many like side characters and stuff going on it's pretty much just you against the world um it leaves a lot of room for your imagination to kind of fill in those holes like uh like the uh you have a rival in the game in the first gen it's gary in the second uh gen it's um silver um and um well i mean i think his name is actually silver yeah um but uh you got these uh these characters that like show up every now and then fight you but like there's really no like story behind it and it's one of those things man like you and like <laughs> especially going back and playing like this because this came out in the original game boy like before game boy color like i think it has some game boy color uh like you can plug it into your game boy color but um it just basically changes the like the the palette on the screen like the color palette for each town you're in so like whatever you know like cerulean is blue and i think vermilion is like a red and uh a red brown and you know rocks like the or pewter is a you know it's a purplish city kind of purplish gray um but yeah this is, man this old game it's crazy because it, japan it came out in when does it came out in 96 It came out in 96, and I think it came out of the States in 97, 98-ish. But, man, I'm old. <laughs> uh, but, anyways, um, yeah, I just wanted to talk about some Pokemon today. So that's uh, that's that. I know, it's, I know it's October. I know it's spooky time. Um, there's ghost Pokemon, right? That's a thing. Actually, Pokemon Go is doing their, uh, their spooky time right now, too, with their... Uh, special events, which I have fallen out of that game. Um, it's great, but it's it it is addicting, and it I will get sucked into it. So I had to like stop playing it because <laughs> that would just be like all the time. And um, I'm also at that point too, where like you have to grind all the time in order to get any kind of progression, which is kind of frustrating. Because <laughs> like I said, I'm an adult with adult responsibilities. Um, Anyways, that is today's show. Thanks for listening. Um, it's really just a just a mess of the show, but I appreciate your listens. Um, I appreciate you, uh, you know, just coming along this journey with me. You know, just hanging out, just having a good time. Um, kind of sounds like a little Matthew McConaughey right there. You know, 
I wanted to say, all right, all right, all right, but everybody does that. You know, if you can do that, like, it's just, it's whatever, man. It's like, everybody can do that. That ain't no McConaughey, you know, red light, green light. <laughs> I'm dumb. I'm dumb. I'm just, I'm just a big old dumb. Uh, so, Matthew McConaughey, if you are listening, <laughs> if you're one of my <laughs> handful of listeners, apologize, sir, for impersonating you poorly. Um, but, uh, that's it, man. That's, that's all I got. <laughs> I can't stop. Oh, no, I'm stuck. I'm stuck in McConaughey mode. Uh, all right. You guys, see you later. Have a good one.